This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to V Portland from Venus Discover You Love You CIC. V, it is a pleasure. Please let us know who you are and what you do. Hello, thank you for doing this. I'm very excited. Uh, so I do. I have a variety of hats, which is, and all of them are about making people happier helping them to live kinder, happier, more confident lives. So I'm an author for children and adults. I create happiness products and that helps subsidize my CIC, my community interest company, which teaches self-esteem and confidence to children, young people and vulnerable women. Such an important area to be in. Thank you so much. But one of the things that you start your chapter off with, and I love the way that you did this, was that you are unemployable. Why do you say that? Because I have several disabilities and chronic conditions. So for me, I need to be able to work when my body allows me to. And sometimes that's, I can work 14, 15 hour days and then I might not be able to work for two, three days. You know, and sometimes I'll, in the morning, I'll be like, nope, not doing it today. But by two o'clock, I'm like, I'm ready, I'm going and I will do it. And I can do that because I run my own business. I can work around my hours, around my needs. Whereas it's highly unlikely anyone would employ someone that would say, well, I'll do this many hours a week, but they might be in the early hours of the morning or they might be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So it's, I can understand why an employer would find that difficult, but that's why it's good that I have my own business, that I can do what I need. Yeah, you must have learned so much in having to listen to your body and being able to, to know that running your own business is number one possible when you've got um, things that are around you that, that, ho- that hold you back, that, that stop you being able to do all the things that you want to be able to do. Uh, but also being able to listen in and say, today I'm stopping, today I'm full on steam ahead. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say, yes, I'm very good at that, Trudy. But in reality, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm doing it today. I want to do it today. I've got to do it today. I will do it today. Uh, but yes, at least some of the time, I'm hesitant to say most of the time, yeah. I will say that, yeah, I do listen and I do stop. And I remind myself that as important as the work I do, we all do, it, no one is going to die if I don't show up today. Yeah. As you say in the title of your business, love you. Yeah. Um, I love that. I really do love that. Um, And I think it's important to have these conversations because I think that there are so many people out there that think that if they can't, if their bodies have something that isn't, that is wrong with them, I hate using that word, I probably said the Mm. wrong thing, that they can't have their own business or they can't work for other people. But actually, the choices are yours to make. And as much as we are all on that learning curve of stopping when we're not feeling good or that we're burnt out, it, it, important as your own business that you create this sense of freedom yeah absolutely I mean I was told 14 15 years ago that I would never ever work again uh, because of my conditions and at the time I believed them and it knocked me even further down in in the battle I was having with my mental health then but thankfully 
as I say in the chapter, you know, I started saying yes to things and things have changed. And now I know that I'm perfectly capable of running a business on my terms. Absolutely. And one of the things from talking about that and your limitations on certain days, you then decide to go and do burlesque dancing and yep. not only go and take part in it, but then, oh, I'm going to teach this to other people. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> Look, it all, everything, literally everything I do has happened organically. Mm-hmm. So I saw the word burlesque flash up in a film and thought I'd look into that because I love, I've always loved the musicals. I've loved the 50s fashion. And burlesque seemed to epitomise the 50s for me. Although I know now that it actually goes back centuries and the British are are fundamentally making it happen. But um, at the time I thought, well, I'll have a look into it. And, And it was all because someone in a group that I was, in the lessons I was going to, someone said, I'm going to put on a show, will you help? I went, yeah, all right then. And then they said, you've got to perform. No, I won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. Okay, just once. Um, And that just went once, went on to lots of times. I've performed in most of the big shows in this country and some in other countries. So, you know, and it it was, again, just organic. I was like, every time I performed, it was like, no, I'm probably never going to do that again. And then someone else would ask. So, yeah. And, And that was people saw me performing and said they liked what I did. So they wanted me to teach them. So what's the feeling that you get from it or that you want other people to get from it that they, that, that, what's the reason that you do it? The burlesque or the job? The burlesque. Um, I did, I mean, I don't perform anymore, um, she says, although every now and then I get tempted. Um, for me, it was showing that as a disabled woman, as a woman in a larger body, that we're still capable of everything else that everyone else does. You know, it's just doing them our way. We don't have to fit into, I was often told you don't look like an ordinary burlesque dancer, Mm. which is wrong because we're all shapes and sizes. But I wanted to show that, yeah, I could still get up on stage and rock my wobbly bits and do a good, good routine and have people laughing and crying and enjoying it irrespective of my size of my abilities and yeah just to prove that we could all do it you know it wasn't rocket science it must be a massive confidence booster to people as well when you teach them and you see them change in those few hours that you're dancing with them it must be the the feeling that people must get from it must be a massive outward confidence boost of uh of, of happiness yeah I remember the most incredible example of this a woman came to my first burlesque lesson and then she came to all of them for the next two, three years. And because I'd sometimes put on shows for people to do as well. And I found a video of the first lesson and I showed it to her. Mm. And um, Mm. she said, oh, I didn't come to this one. Why didn't I come to this one? And I said, watch it again. And she couldn't see herself in the line because she had changed so much that she didn't even recognize herself. And there were a lot of tears at that moment. Um, yeah, that's it awesome. is incredibly empowering. Empowering, that's the, that's the word I was, yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow, that's an incredible story. I love that. Um, what, what you've done and what I've seen over the last couple of years of Startup This CIC, and I'll have to remind us again what that stands for, but it sounds like it's a lot of work to do things that way. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it is a lot more people are starting up CICs. But why did you choose to do that over a limited company? So uh, CIC is a community interest company. It's sort of one step down from a charity. I chose to do that because I'm passionate about inclusion and I didn't want to exclude the people that might need me most because they couldn't afford it. Mm. So it is extra work. You know, I have to apply for funding. I have, and that's very rarely successful because there's so many of us applying for it. As you say, there's more competition now as well because more people are setting them up. Um, I could also do fundraising events, which has been difficult over the last 18 months. But I wanted to be able to have the money so that if, say, a women's group where the women had all been domestically abused needed me, but they couldn't afford me, for me to go, that's okay, I can come in, or I will reduce my rate to X amount for you so that I can come in. Um, Same with the school, a youth group. I work with a youth group regularly that lives in a high poverty area. Uh, so yeah, the fact, if I just turned around to them and said, no, I can't do it, you're not willing to pay me all of this money. Mm-hmm. It just felt awful because those are the, the young people that need me. And it's wonderful. I, the first time I went in was in December two, nine, 2019. And I worked with this young boy who couldn't read or write. He was 15, he couldn't read or write. And um, he was 14 at the time. But I sat with him and I didn't make a deal of it because I grew up with, my, my dad didn't learn to read and write till he was in his 50s because he was dyslexic. And so I sat with him and I didn't make a big deal of it. So he felt safe with me. Mm. When I went in just after the pandemic, he was looking forward to seeing me, which if you know 15, 16 year old boys, that's a rare thing. Um, and he immediately came and sat with me and I did a strengths exercise with him. I don't have any strengths, I'm evil, I'm rubbish. But by the end of a 20 minute session with him, he had this whole long list and he folded it up really neatly and tucked it away somewhere safe because that was his list and he was that person. And it's just wonderful to see that someone who can go from saying they're evil and useless can then end up having a list of characteristics that they have that they didn't realize were strengths that not everyone has oh Lee, i've got goosebumps everywhere that's the kind of story that you hear in 20 years time when they've started up their own business and they're the ceo of something big and they stand up and they pull out the little list and go and this started everything and you just go <laughs> oh, amazing. anything can happen when you when people like you that have the capacity and the patience and the love to give out to young people when they are sat there saying such awful things to themselves and you know that monkey mind that goes on and when you can sit with that and then change their mind it is such a powerful uh, outcome for them for their future and for you and what you're doing with the CIC I I fully commend you (laughs) thank you I I very much believe in being who you needed Mm -hmm. and I didn't have that you know I didn't have any of that and so if I can be that person to someone else, then I, I fully believe that we're all here to make a difference, however that difference is. And if he's the only difference, which I know he's not, because I've given you two stories, um, but you know, it's important that he now knows that someone believes in him. Oh, deep breath, everybody. Um, <laughs> what is one lesson that you would tell other entrepreneurs that you've learned? 
I, when I set up my business, I thought I had to do everything. I had to do the marketing, the accounts, the social media, absolutely everything. And then I realized that I didn't set up my business because I'm good at those things. I'm good at what I do. And those things are what other people are good at. So it's really important to know that it's okay to ask for help. That doesn't make you a lesser business owner. It makes you a more savvy business owner because you're supporting other people with their strengths and you've got more time and energy with you to demonstrate your own, to work on your own. And that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And I think that in that, in asking for help, it's for women entrepreneurs and what I've seen, it's the being able to receive it as well. Whether yeah. you're paying for the services or whether they're being offered to you, it's being able to receive that help and allowing yourself to receive it at the same time is yeah. powerful. Yeah, it, it takes time to accept that. It doesn't just happen, but I think it's also really important to when you see it happening with other people to know that that's the importance of showing vulnerability, isn't it? Of showing that you can ask for help and then that gives permission to other people to ask for help as well. Yep. So it's important to share those things, I feel. Amazing. Now, what I've been asking everybody else in the podcast is what's their favourite piece of software or their favourite business book? Yeah, I, I don't have either of those. <laughs> I am a bit of a technophobe. Um, I'm very much a pen and paper person. And for books, the books I tend to read are about my work. But I really, really would not be able to do what I do without the networking. Mm -hmm. And I think networking is incredibly important. And I don't think you realise that until you're part of it. But I know that I wouldn't have got as far as I have had I not been known in networking circles because it's so important to talk to other people. And you, like we've already said about supporting each other, but how will anyone know what I'm doing if I'm not getting out there and talking about it? And we're all walking advertisements for each other, aren't we? Yes. You know, when you're part of a networking group and that's brilliant. So I would highly recommend networking and then you might get recommendations for software and books from them. But it won't be from me. <laughs> that brilliance of we think we're going to networking to tell people about our businesses. What we get from networking is a massive support network. And what we don't realize is that that one person that you speak to may know five other people that need your services, want your services or want to help you. So yeah. it, it is it is such an important part of having your own business for yourself and for getting um, more visible in how you get out there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I love it you know some days I get up and I'm like I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to people but if I've signed up I will go and I always come out invigorated because you always learn something new which is wonderful but you also get encouragement and support and you know that you've helped someone else feel the same way uh, and that's brilliant oh V what a wonder you are <laughs> Um, thank you so much for talking to us today and thank you for being a part of Shine On You Crazy Daisy book. I cannot wait for people to read about your journey to where you are now and to get this in their hands. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for just £27 per month. 
We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, www.thedaisychaingroup.com.